This week's episode is going to be about architecture and gender inequality. I'm sure the first thing that's going to pop into your mind is that this video is going to talk about gender inequality in the architectural profession. As important of a topic it is to shed the light on this, I'm really sorry to disappoint you this time, but be sure that we will be addressing this topic at some point in the near future. Today, I want to ask myself, as a normal human being, as an architect, and ask you, regardless of your profession, how are we contributing in designing and creating spaces that are playing a major role in creating and emphasizing gender inequalities and segregating people based on their gender, ethnicity, profession, or whatever it is. Let's start talking about this from a macro level. And let's think about our public spaces and parks. A study was once done in Vienna around mid-1990s by the public officials that showed that girls and women were much less likely to use parks after the age of nine, while boys continued using them throughout their teen years. It was found that the boys dominated the parks, like the basketball courts, playground equipment, while girls might just pass through it, but didn't really stop and play. I will not get into the psychology of how much this will affect the brain development of the self-worth of a woman, but I will let you reflect on it. And be sure that we will also have an episode dedicated for that. Today, the whole point of this video is to allow us to start really talking about pushing for inclusion in our approach in design by pushing our boundaries with addressing the issues from its roots, rather than just solving it in a very surgical, beautiful, fake way, whatever that is. If we look back at time, things were much different and way much more backwards, right? But that is still the problem because we are building based on the history. Historically, particularly in the Western world, let's be real, public spaces were really designed to serve mainly white working men, while the private spaces were associated with women, like the kitchen. And mind you, most of the designs were done by men. So how can men design a space that's serving two perspectives and stemming from only their perspective of their needs and their requirements? How are we dealing with this today? Gender inclusion in public spaces won't succeed with just one strategy or a new theory or within a day. It's gonna take us a couple of trial and errors where we really need to start exploring ways for us as designers and human beings to directly start challenging unequal power dynamics. How are we gonna occupy the space? How are we gonna enable authentic representation and reducing perceived fear, especially for women, LGBTQ community, and people of color? We have to ask whether our existing design vocabulary can really speak to the real and perceived systemic and experience safety concerns of women in the public realm. Is enhancing the light, doing symbolic barriers, adding a woman with a purse on the traffic light 
really solving the issue here. I also want to remind you that maybe I'm shedding the light on this gender inequality from my perspective and my experience as a woman, but that doesn't mean that I don't acknowledge that how the spaces that we're creating are also creating heavy unpleasant feelings for different communities. I think I will leave you for now, hoping that you can really reflect on the idea and share your opinion based on your experiences. Help us understand from your perspective, how can we do better? Hope you really enjoyed this short episode and can't wait to connect with you further. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you.